Good evening and welcome to The Drive at Five on intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio station. I'm your host, Roman. We have a great show planned for you today on this MLK Day. But first, the forecast from our intellectualradio.com weather center today. Clearing and not so cold. High 30 degrees tonight. Clear and frigid. Low 13 degrees. Tomorrow, sunny. High 28 degrees. Tomorrow night, partly partly cloudy. Low 21 degrees. Wednesday, partly sunny and kind of warm. High 33 degrees. Thursday, cloudy with a chance of a mixture of rain and snow. High 36 degrees. Friday, cloudy, on and off, mixture of snow and rain again. But here's the part. It would be warm. High 37 degrees. Saturday, morning flurries, otherwise turning partly sunny and warm. High 37 degrees. The problem is, is that it would be rain because of the ground. Warm, you won't have accumulations. Sunday, cloudy and warm. High High 36 degrees. The Drive at 5 is also part of the Monday night lineup, starting with Becoming Dateable at 11 a.m. Battle Talk Radio at noon, One Sister to Another at 4 p.m., Warrior Talk at 6 p.m., New Black Leadership Coalition at 7 p.m., Great Entrepreneurs at 8 p.m., The Chronicles of Rum at 9 p.m. And a shout out to um, Rachel's Ethereal Vision Sunglasses, Everyday Shade, for every season. Also, Marlboro Froster and crew on the scene.com. The Drive at Five is also part of the fabulous Five at Five only on intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station. Tonight, my guest is an author, motivational speaker, community leader, and entrepreneur. His latest book is entitled I Am My Life Coach. Please give a Drive at Five. Welcome to Adonis Johnson. Welcome to the Drive, sir. Thanks for you having me here. You clap for yourself? Absolutely. Got to motivate yourself. Oh, okay. We please, start there. Please give intellectualradio.com slash iHeartRadio Station your background. My name is Adonis Johnson, born and raised on the south side of Chicago. Um, I attended South Shore um, High School, Chicago State. Um, I'm a product of the community. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. I develop businesses, create um Success that's balanced. I'm currently a vendor for Chicago Public Schools, teaching social emotional learning as well as um, restorative practice for the teachers as well as the parents. So it's a triangle effect. Um, I'm just. What kind of business? You said business. Um, I'm in the real estate, so I, of course I own properties. So I have tenants. Um, over the course of the last past 20 years, I have operated more than 17 LLCs, LTDs, and corporations. So I like to create corporations from the ground up. Something I'm good at. So you have a variety. You even have the, the first time ever I heard somebody <laughs> say, I even got you, Roman. If you know Spanish, I got the Spanish version of my book and audio version in Spanish. If you want French, I got that too. That's what you said off air, right? That's correct. I also have it uh, translated in American Sign Language. I condensed it down to a student edition. So if I did it in English, I had to also do it in Spanish. Um, audio book in English, which means I also had to do it in Spanish. So it's about opening the door, closing the door. That's the entrepreneur mindset. Start, finish, up, down. A lot of people don't have that mentality. How you get that mentality? The mentality was developed as a skill. It's a gift. But 
as I continue to perfect my gift, I noted down little small notes over the course of 15 years. Um, I went into a, a medical mental condition, which left me in the darkest place in my life. And the only thing that I had that had life in it was the notes that I wrote along the way. So the faith came when I had to actually execute and implement the things that I wrote down. So that's how I put my life back together. And the book now, um, which you see in 10 different um, formats, which is also on Audible, as well as students um, audio for the students, because some students can't read. That's the book. I am my life coach. So, so give us a brief synopsis of your book. Um, I, I am my life coach. Start off with me expressing the mentality that I was possessed with growing up in Chicago. I can do it. This, um, the things that I was taught, being from a broken community, a single, um, mother, a single parent home, um, I, um, a off justice system. I was a product of this this type of environment. It produced me to think the way that I was thinking at the time. Um, running into problems after problems, not nothing major, but only acting out what I what it is that was produced based on the information that was implanted in my head, the understanding, the knowledge, right? No love, but that was called love. And in doing that, um, it allowed me to experience things that I wasn't ready for. To this day, I'm still undeveloped. I was undeveloped growing up, undeveloped. And it altered the way, the way that I think. And I became um, an entrepreneur because I didn't have a choice but to fend for myself. So I was carrying bags. I was um, shoveling snow. I was doing anything to make money at the age of 13 and 14, 15. So what motivated you to have that mentality at such a young age? Um, A mistake. I had a mistake um, in my life where um, I was hanging with my cousin and he did something that I had to take the blame for and with no legal representation no financial um counsel no financial money i was just told to just plead guilty and put it behind me by the police officer so um eventually i went on to school for computer engineering finished up top of my class receiving um, a lot of certifications and could not hold a job at the age of 18 19 20 and I was just unqualified and just constantly getting being qualified for a job and eligible for a job, but not being able to fulfill that role due to the background. And a lot of people are in your situation. So in your book, I Am My Life Coach, how can someone address those issues in your book? Well, in the book, I Am My Life Coach, the words itself is a self-affirmation. What is it that you tell yourself? I am my life coach made me speaking that to myself. I was really talking to myself. Growing up as kids, we taught not to talk to ourselves. Me, I didn't have no other choice but to talk to myself. Being that I have been in the sight wards, five different sight wards, um, and no one to really understand what, how much trauma was brought to me from my family background and just being in an off-balance community, um, I had to speak to myself. The words, self, the words, I am my life coach, is me 
um, it was a way of me telling myself not to look for someone else to look. Don't blame anyone else for the outcome of life. This is on you. So it actually taught me accountability. The most strongest, powerful is two words put together is I am. So to ask myself at an early age with a voice that was playing in my background, who am I? Who am I? The next answer has to be me talking, stating I am. And whatever followed the I am will create your life. The most important word is my, my truth. So I am my. That means me being present. Life, now what I have control over to build. Coach, I'm going to always need assistance to coach myself. And that's what the book brings to you. Today is MLK Day. Yes. As a community leader, entrepreneur, and motivational speaker, what you think he would say to the black community if he was alive today? I think he's alive in spirit and truth. I think he would be very happy at I Am My Life Coach. And um, I think he will definitely say, you know, get the message, the true message that's inside. You know, one of the things Martin Luther King quoted was, do not judge me by, he said, judge me by the content of my character. The content of my character, character building, not by what you see everyone else is doing. It's an inside job. You know, a lot of times we quote the dream, but he had to get to the dream. Some people looking for a dream wife, so they looking for a partner. He had Coretta King. He had a wife. He had children. Some people want children. He succeeded in so many different areas. You know, he was doctor, so he went to school. He was educated. These are the things built him into who we talk about to this day. You know, reverend, he had a spiritual background. These particular things is things he earned. So if he was alive today, what you think he would he would say? I think he would say that time has changed. The battlefield has changed. The ground has changed. And if we change the narrative over the way we look at things, then we, we can see the road that we need to go in. What you think? You look at what's going on in the, in the black community today. You have the black on black violence amongst each other. If not only Dr. King, but let's say Malcolm X. These brothers were alive today, or they're like the forefathers of our leaders today. Right. They fought. They got hurt, injured. People are shooting each other every single day on Chicago streets and across the nation, and it's black-on-black crime. What will he say? I can only imagine him saying some of the things that I hear some of the leaders saying today. I, it's just before Martin Luther King was birthed into the Martin Luther King we hear about today, there was other battles that went on. He won the war in the mission that he set forth, which was inside of the dream. I think with Michael Max, the exact same thing. There was many other battles on the battlefield that they had to go up against different challenges. And I think a lot of leaders today um, are faced with those battles just different. You know, a lot of the youths, they feel that they're informing their communities through their music. So you have people rapping and singing and 
posting things positive and negative, trying to put the message out is just not organized. That's where the education side comes in at. Moving without strategy, making decisions without thinking about the consequences. Unmanaged power of voice. With social media going on today, allowing you the freedom of speech to say whatever, you know, is it's an ongoing battle. So I think that the I think the the playing grounds has definitely changed. But if you use what the forefathers and the one the the great leaders that came before us um, use, it's it's balance, balance self, and that's how I continue to pr push the message. I am my life coach to put the give the individual the power to make a decision, freedom of freedom of choice. What you think, Dr. King would say of the portrayal of the black man, the portrayal of the black woman in the media? You mentioned media allowing this to happen, the portrayal of the black man as a thug, the portrayal of a black woman as a thought, the B-I-T-C-H word. When you look up ghetto, you see African-Americans. You don't see the original Italian term of ghetto. When you look at these forefronts on television, such as Real Housewives of Atlanta, Black Inc., the list goes on and on on reality television, you have a generation that says, this is how black women act. This is how black men act. Because you know why? I see it on the internet. I see it on television. Right. And if Dr. King was alive, what would he do? What will he say? Of the portrayal of today's black men and women. I think that he will begin to rally some of his closest friends, like Reverend Jesse Jackson, I think he will begin to look for the leaders that's capable of making a strong impact, um, just like Jesus. Jesus, when he manifested himself, he went and found his 12 disciples. They was all skilled in something different. I think what's going on now, there's an opportunity, but there's always something that comes with the opportunity. And I think that a lot of the leaders, we're speaking about it, but we're missing the action. What behind. is that action? The action is self-manifestation. Leaders, in my definition, in my book, leaders, what makes you a leader is the things that you overcome. Maybe that's what birthed the song, We Shall Overcome. Someday, the day you decide to Take ownership of what you can do, self, self-accountability, self-control. The day you invest back into yourself with self-improvement, then that's the day you are leading yourself and the people that are watching you will begin to be inspired by the things that's balancing your life out to make you speak the way that you speak. As we celebrate Dr. King, we're celebrating the truth, as you put it. That's correct. So do you think Dr. King will be disappointed in today's black men 
in women for allowing the racial divide. What I mean by the racial divide is I'm hating on you, bruh. I don't like <laughs> your book because you what's all this? I am my life coach. What is that? That's a reflection I, I, of no, who no, you no. are. But what I'm saying is. All right. You got self-hatred. Right. You got, you know, people that sit there and say, you know, the divide of the black race. A lot of people want that to happen. And if Dr. King was here today, what would you say about the divide between black men, black women? I will go back to some of the things that when I see Dr. Martin Luther King, I would remove the word doctor. I would take off the word reverend and I would just see Martin Luther King, which is the person. And I will begin to find out what this person like, what makes this person smile, what makes this person happy, the things that this person will do on a regular basis, what he drink, what he like to eat, what he do for fun. That's the person. See, we lost touch with self. So I will begin to study his characteristic traits and hope that I, those characteristic traits can pass over to me just by watching some of the, his day-to-day -day habits and activities. So when the things he was studying, then I will begin to add back on the reverend. What made him a reverend? Studying, studying spiritually so he could become spiritually strong. So then I would think where in scriptures, which I love all books, but in scriptures of the Bible, it teaches anything that's divided will fall. So just to answer your question about the separation, I will look at the separation as an opportunity now to take control of how we want the next 10 to 20 to 30 to 40 years to look like now. Looking for a way out. You know, mental health is on an all time high because people can't figure out and balance out their choices in life. This is the role I went down. My choices was taken away from me. I didn't have many options. My options to me wasn't to go. I wasn't influenced to join a gang. I wasn't influenced to go sell drugs. I wasn't influenced to go rob people. I wasn't influenced to go um, take anything. I just wanted to make it and be happy. Feed my family. That was the best thing that I wanted. That's what I wanted to do. So I used the same energy and it just redirected it into selling um, uniforms. I was selling uniforms from a piece of paper. Started off with selling it from a piece of paper. It went from selling it from my car to selling it from my house to me opening up one store to me opening up two stores to me opening up three stores. We opened up four stores and I was going to the, the nurses, the hospitals. I was going to the rehabs, the nursery homes, and I was setting up stores inside the nursery home. So I thought outside the box to create and manifest the resources I needed to support my family. Every business that I ever created out of those 17 business, including this one that's sitting on the table, I never started with any money. It started with an idea. Idea and the formula is the equal sign is the results. Money is the return of how well you do what it is that you do. So when we become self and manifest self, then we can get the answers to help us get the resources we need. The world will pay us for being who we are when we become who we're supposed to be.
when you look at a dentist, the dentist don't come to your house. When you have a problem, you go to the dentist. So when we look at things from an individual, people trying to fix their own problems. The government is set up so you can try to fix your own problems. But to exercise self-control is to ground yourself. But if you've never been grounded, then you're going to either be you're going to lose control or be out of control or be remote controlled by the institutions, which is jail and the system that's been created to keep things in alignment moving forward. Where is the black loyalty today amongst each other? Do you think there is no loyalty in the black community amongst black men and women today? Not no. at all. Why? <laughs> because there's no loyalty with self. Self-manifestation is the cure to anything and everything. Everything starts from inner to outer. We can't create the word loyalty and look at someone else and expect them and project the word onto someone else. And now we're trying to figure out, are they loyal to us or not? If you're loyal to yourself, you can measure someone else. Just like the word love. If you're constantly telling someone, hey, I love you, I love you, I love you, and every act that you're doing, you're expressing, I love you. You feed someone, I love you. Um, I'm here holding your hand because I love you. Then you brainwash that individual to not think for himself or herself. So if you're constantly looking for someone to provide for you, then you never you take away your freedom of choice to provide for yourself. To not know your power is to have no power. And that's the power of free will that was given to all human beings. The power of free will allows you to make a choice. But as you just stated about the word called loyalty, there's nothing to measure it to. It's just a word. Love in this day and time is just a word. So if you never see the manifestation of what we're looking for, then we chasing a ghost. You have to t become you have to be what you want to see. So I tell myself it's not too late to be what you might have been. That's the moment your eyes open up and you recognize where you're at right now. We are undeveloped mentally. We undeveloped spiritually. We underdeveloped financially. We undeveloped physically. So now do we just stay undeveloped or do we now balance out everything by coming first with a sense of awareness, decreeing and declaring, I am my life coach at this point, and now coaching yourself back to a healthy mindset. It's not mental health. It's about being mentally healthy. That's what makes up an individual life when everything balances itself out. And that's where the decisions come in at. Some black women think they cannot relate to today's black men. They cannot connect with them because black men are disloyal, disrespectful, and don't know how to treat a black woman. Today's black men are ungrateful and selfish. Black men don't know the responsibility of how to take care of today's black uh, woman. People like comedian Moni Love of the show called The Real and other black actresses are saying this. This is not me saying this. All right. <laughs> Thank this you. Is, I appreciate that. This is what they're saying. By saying that, they're encouraging black women to date and marry outside their race, preferably white men. What would Dr. King say about some black women encouraging the abandonment of black men and loot them as a whole? Meaning, he's a thug. You choose to date a thug. But Adonis, that means you're a thug too. 
I think um, I will probably tell Dr. King what Dr. King will tell me is that people are trying to cut across the field. Meaning? They're not being in touch with their reality. You can't have something you're not prepared for. What you ask them for and the things we're looking for, you have to go a little more in depth to ask yourself, why do you want a, par a partner? Are you capable of having a partner? What role do a partner play in your life? You just can't decide, hey, you know, my girlfriend, she has a boyfriend or her, I have a husband. I love their relationship. Well, where did you adopt your love? Watching somebody else's relationship play out in a matter of 10 to 15 seconds, watching a movie at the movies and say, oh, that's how I want to be. Anything you lay your eyes on, if you don't, if you're not grounded in self, your mind begins to wonder and create things which triggers your feelings. These are triggers. And when you see these triggers, it's unhealthy because you're still creating something that really doesn't exist. Whatever it is that you want out of life, you must first want it from yourself. You can't seek respect from a man till you first seek respect from yourself. You can't seek love. You have to create love to be love. And that's what you bring to the relationship. The other individual, the man, participate in the relationship. The, me the relationship is the medium point. So the deposit goes in the relationship. And from that relationship, the person is able to choose what's healthy for them to keep them functioning. But to just say, hey, you know what? The answer is leave this bad batch of people. You know, I think that's you giving up on your people. Not identifying that, hey, you're being very judgmental. We don't have the right to judge anyone unless we judge in ourselves. Now, if you feel that you better, don't make your being better based off of somebody else's action. Make your being better as you going to a higher level within yourself. Take your bachelor to a master. Take your master to a Ph.D. and decide that your husband needs to have a Ph.D. as well. But you can't be down on thought level, down on hood rat level, down on thug level. And then think I'm going to find my queen. And then that's when the process start of us having um, a, a healthy marriage. The healthy marriage is the components that you bring to a marriage. I'm not getting married if I'm not balanced. Finances is important. Health is important. You know, I don't want to marry someone and they unexpectedly die or pass away um, from a heart attack a year later. I was looking for a life partner. But if you're not qualified to run a race, maybe this is what the Bible was stating when it said equally yoked. If I'm training every day financially, if I'm training every day physically, if I'm training every day mentally, then you have to meet me where I stand or learn from what I'm doing. But don't judge me for what I didn't do because but you're not. Don't you think that's the problem with black women? They, they're judgmental. The reason why I'm saying that, and I don't care if they beat me up, I'm saying They're going to beat you up. I'm going to tell you that care. now. I'm about to beat you I, up I'm in a minute now. <laughs> what, what, what I'm saying is, is basically this. Okay. They say that black men, one actress, the actress that was on um, Queen and Slim, she said that because she was dark, black men said, you're pretty. But white men said, you are beautiful. This problem goes on every single day in the black community because black women, they do the same thing. And I think it's hypocritical because I want a guy, my, my dream guy, to have dreadlocks, okay. muscular, All right. mandingo. Hey. That's what they want. Oh, he got to have five figures. 
he he got a got got a got a ride. He got the all oh, all night long. Okay. Am I right? Am I right? Well, all I night. Had, well, I had the, you see I had what I'm saying, right? Okay, okay. What I'm getting at okay. is it's hypocritical. Okay. And I'm sorry for leaving you off. Well, thank you on the dap. It's all right. But, but, I saw that. But, but I'm going somewhere <laughs> with this. Every single time that black love and black unity is on the rise, they find the decrease. Like, you're not supposed to be with a black man. This is the reason why. You're not supposed to be with a black woman. This is the reason why. Your thoughts. My thoughts is first back with the example of the dreads and the muscles and um it wasn't five figures. I was definitely six figures. And the Mendingo side, I really never went into that area. And going all night, definitely, I didn't fit that description. But eventually, as time went on, the hair began to recede back. So I cut my dreads. From that point, maturity began to kick in. So it changed my figure. It changed the way that I do things. Most importantly, it changed the way that I think. It's always an inside job, Roman. When the more healthier you get inner, it reflects outer. So to make a decision, again, based on what you see, is my point exactly. Mental health is knowing that you can ground yourself in self. But first you have to manifest yourself. And you have to know what your reality is, what your picture look like. If you have a dream or a vision for your life, then it's available, but it's available to you and you only. You have to work your part of what you see. And then once you work your part and then it shows up. But if we keep trying to do things on the fly, we don't have enough gas to sustain to get to whatever destiny or destination that we're trying to get to. It's like a quarter tank of gas driving from Chicago and you you plan on going to Great America. You not you don't have enough to get there, but you also don't have enough to get back. That's what happened growing up in the black communities. See, in the black community, we started out dating and we failed. It's those moments that we put in our head that we can't live with. The beautiful part about it is we tried, but we didn't have no instructions. So we did whatever we thought that that's what we supposed to do. We made many mistakes along the way. And that's the moments that's that's lodged in our um, subconscious mind. So when we make a conscious decision, the subconscious thought overrides that and say, you know, as soon as you see something up, oh, that's a trigger. You know, this reminds me of my last relationship. Well, how many relationships you done had? See, you never took the time out with self to really get down to the root of things. But this is the domino effect. This is the domino effect. I can sit here and argue back with Martin Luther King. You know, all the accomplishments that Dr. Martin Luther King accomplished by having a wife, by having children, by achieving his doctrine. By becoming a reverend and pastoring people. It was the battlefield is what we didn't see. Them dogs biting them. Them people that was following him, believing in what he, what he, was, what he was speaking on. He was standing with them people. I can't really say those people were standing with him. He made a choice to say, hey, I got to this side and I could have went to Hollywood. I could have went and lived, took my family, and we could have went anywhere. The same thing you're saying now that... 
black women that you said, not me. I didn't say this. Roman said this. <laughs> black women are cutting across the field and they're going to date another race. It's almost like saying Dr. Martin Luther King, once he got his check and everybody, he got some publicity, six figures. I mean, he's a doctor. He could have talked at any university. I'm leaving Chicago. Oh, I'm leaving my race. I'm going to take my wife and my kids. And again, he has the right to do this. Just like anyone else, you have the right to leave. Chicago, it seemed like all the leaders in Chicago leave Chicago. But there's some amazing leaders that's birthed out of Chicago. Every name you named earlier was is from Chicago, came to Chicago. Chicago is a, it's the mentality that goes with this city. But it don't start at the bottom level. It start at the top level. It's, this is a top level problem. If they looking at the politics that goes on with this state and you see the corruption that's going on with the leaders, the leaders make decisions for the for the, for the bottom levels, for the for the middle class and the lower class. I don't even like to call them class, but everything is a class. You look at diamonds. They want to know what the grade is. What grade? What's the clarity? You look at um, meat. What grade meat? So it's the same with people. So I created a company called Invisible Crown Incorporated. It's a life coaching company. We invest into human capital. That's the message right there. The best hidden secret of wealth that's on this earth is inside of you. It's not outside of you. It's inside of you. The man is inside of the boys, ladies. If you're looking for the man, it's inside of the boy. That's the creator. He put the man in the boy, so he has to be developed. The woman is inside of the girl. She has to be developed. The but trees, what if they're 45, 50, and they haven't developed yet? It doesn't matter the age. So you're saying stick with them. I'm saying to you, the moment your eyes open up is the moment you play the most valuable player in your life at that moment. It's just a matter of when your eyes open up. We trying to wake up everybody. But life is too short. Why 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 stick around? Life is too short based on when your eyes opened up. The moment your eyes open up, then you only have that amount of time to live moving forward. Right now I'm not really that old. I'm eight years old. The day I had my encounter with the spirit and the spirit woke me up, Roman, at two o'clock in the morning, I threw everything outside of my house. That morning I could not see. I was hearing voices telling me to um, basically take my life, come to church or take my life. So I went to this church I never went to. I was taken there through my phones in the garbage. Something was telling something got in my body, walked me down that aisle and I fell out at the altar. I was an hour, about, probably about an hour laying there on that ground. When I woke up, when I got up and they brought me back around, I never was myself. When I went back home, I went into a deep sleep. I didn't wake up to the next morning. When I was on my way to my store, driving down Stony Island, I jumped the curb in my car. Something said, get out the car. I got out the car, walked a half a block, collapsed, and went into a five-day coma. The moment I came out the coma was the moment my eyes was open. But I was scared and terrified, being tormented by the things that I was seeing. Because this is the first time my reality, I was seeing things that I could never see. And that was myself. Your self-worth will determine your net worth. So my mission started from there. That's what led up to one site war, to another site war, me trying to kill myself, me jumping off a second floor window, and I'm hanging out the window covered in blood. Because when you try to escape what it is that 
that's haunting you is really you and you dealing with self. So from that point on, every year I say happy born again because I have another chance to live this life better. But I'm only eight years old because I haven't always thought this. I wasn't selfish. I was selfless. So if you would have asked me on this talk show years ago before my coma and that um, situation I just expressed to you, what makes me a man? I will begin to say I have a Maserati. I own all these different businesses. I done been around the world. I done had houses here and here. I will begin to describe things because things was accomplishments in life. I wanted more and I was able to manifest more. I just didn't have self. So I had to let all that go. Those things had to be released. So I like to use the steps that I used in writing I Am My Life Coach. We came into this world and we learned. We was all given a K through 12 education. But we learned whatever it is that they was taught, that we was taught. There's a point in time where we have to unlearn what we learned. And then after the unlearning process, which my book helps you do that, now we have to relearn. Being active, being alert, and most importantly, being aware of everything that you do that involves you. There is a couple of quotes Dr. King have said that relates to the black community today. The first quote is, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. Do you think our black leaders became silent over things that matter in the black community? It's, okay. <laughs> wow, that's speechless? Yes, that's <laughs> very much speechless because I want to make sure I say this the right way. And I, 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 I like to be fair. I think you have to ask yourself, who's the leaders now? The leaders are speaking, but we're not listening. We're judging. We want our leaders. Define, it, define that. The mean? youth. The youth crying out right now. They, they telling you how they was living. They telling you, hey, mom, they telling you they didn't have no food. They eating. They didn't have anything. And they willing to do whatever it takes to make sure that they have food on their table. By all means, any means necessary. You know, the leader is the one that decides, again, I'm going to do something about this situation. I don't think that right now, I can't really say what another leader is doing. I'm just, there's a lot of leaders now. And these, the, this generation is following those leaders. We are losing ground. Because there's not enough roles to model. We complain about our current position. Back in the day, you used to work for the city the, the, um, as a postal worker. You used to be a fireman, a police officer. These you could even be the garbage man. And it's like, wow, it was honorable. Now we complain as people. We lost contact with ourselves. So we're not happy with our jobs. So if we're not happy with our jobs, then no one wants to do the same job. These kids do not want to be a police officer because they complain that they don't make enough money. They don't want to be a teacher lest their parents was a teacher because they out striking saying money. You know, if money going to dictate the happiness, let's not blame it all on the rappers. 
Because when I look at a person that has a regular job, let's say administrative assistant or someone that's doing customer service, they unhappy, they sad, they complain, but we never address them. But when you see a rapper in that advertisement marketed video with the diamonds shining and they look excited for that 20 minutes or that 15 minutes, that 15 minutes gave that individual some therapy. Emotionally. They gave him some emotional therapy. They made him feel better, like, wow. And they like, keep going, little homie. <laughs> you know? So it's like, they smile. See how it made me smile? But when they look at their parents or they look at somebody else's parents and they're like, you know, I'm so sick of work. You hearing the complaint? It's an inside job. We going in the wrong direction. And we going into, we, we're just looking in the spiritual sector because that's the only institution that you can possibly go for free. But they're not giving you anything that's going to help you as an individual make choices and decisions to help you see your mission and your vision. They're giving you some things that is very much you need to know, because in the natural realm, there's some spiritual stuff going on in the natural realm that I take nothing away from. You're going to need some spiritual. But in the natural state, that's the right now. My bills is due right now. But. My bills that's due on my left hand, I just need to have the money on my right hand to balance out. It don't have anything to do with whether I'm frustrated, angry, or mad. My happiness is an inner, an inside job. So we got to always stay balanced. I think the leaders I speak, I think the kids, the generation is theirs. I think if we want to get ahead of them right now, we better invest in the human capital and show them a real person. Because that's the new example that we understand who we are not to beat them but give them a real person because this is a digital world don't give them a computer person give them a real person you see iMac and PC no matter I don't even know what windows we on right now but everything was built off of DOS no matter where we at right now it's built off of DOS no matter you look at a tree and you see the fruits that's on the tree it did not start producing fruit. It still was planted with a seed, a tree. Who planted the tree? See, DOS. Who created DOS? I started with computers. So you had to manually do everything. That's the answer right now. We have to manually, manually fix our character. We have to manually adjust our attitudes. Stop saying iron sharpens iron. That's spiritual. Bring that into the natural. It's Character sharpens character. Attitude shapes environments. If we have the right environment, that'll create the right. And um, if we have the right attitude, it will create the right environment. You invite the right people in, it will begin to form a community. It should be community over competition, not competition that creates a community. The second quote Dr. King said that relates to the black man. The ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. Do you think today's black men are running away from their challenges and controversies that relates to our community? No. And why? I feel that the entrepreneurial mindset is in full activation. I think this is the time where you can actually see what you're working with. Now, who's going to help nurture what you see? Notice, 
I'm saying nurture what you see. That's a woman's role. To nurture is to show love for herself, not to medicate someone with herself. See, to know where you stand, yes, you need a job to support the things you want in life. I walked down this road and been down this road, and me being able to come back from this route, I took the psychosis medicine in one medical place because I didn't have a choice. I was signed over to the state in those moments. I was wrote off by my family, so I didn't have no visitors. So I, I couldn't even write myself out. I couldn't even sign myself out of that place. But that wasn't the first encounter. I went back and I went back again. I went back again because I needed to see. I stayed in a bad place till I understood the bad place I was in. That way, when I come out, I'm never going back. I am my life coach. So I think that the, the real message is right now is for my brothers that's listening and the sisters that's listening. It's an inside job. It starts with self. We have to manifest ourself that is using free will to get to the will that God has for us. God created a will for each and every last one of us individually. That will is still working. It's still there. But he put it inside of us to manifest ourselves with using character, using our attitude, using our self-love, self-care. What do you think somebody going to fall in love with? They gonna fall, I'm going to fall in love with somebody that loves themselves. So I'm be like, wow, look at how she's taking care of herself. Look at her, the way she's doing the things she's doing. That's attractive when you are in alignment with purpose. We have to invest in self-improvement. To prevent self, low self-esteem. Listen, low self-esteem. We got to first find self. That's the answer. Self. Not blaming anyone. Putting it back on self. How can the black community fight against economic injustice? If black leadership allows other ethnicities to come into our community to make a huge profit. You talked about black needs entrepreneurship. That's right. Okay, it's a mindset. How, how the distribution company, let's say Earl Winfrey, use him as an example. I'm going somewhere with this. Um, <laughs> he owns Intellectual Radio, the CEO and president of Intellectual Radio. All right. All right. The distributor is owned white. What I'm saying to you, every single time, Remember, you had BET. Remember, you had these black-owned companies. A lot of people say we didn't have banks. We did. We, didn't, we don't have cleaners. We did. We had all this stuff that was set in design. If you look into the Reconstruction era in the late 1800s to the early 1900s, that as we started rebuilding this country throughout the, um, at the end of the Civil War, what I'm saying is this. We had these things. It was taken away from us. What about today's black economic injustice? How can you say become an entrepreneur? That's right. How can they become an entrepreneur if there is black economic injustice? Being an entrepreneur, and when I say entrepreneur, it's a mindset. Meaning? To think outside the box. When you call weird, this is what I teach my seventh and eighth graders 
that they're junior executives. So when I come in the classroom, I never call them students. I create the executive table and I automatically put them in roles as young junior CEOs over self. What you bring to the table is what you build at the table. A business that you create, Roman, has no color. A business that you create, an LLC, corporation, is not geared or created for black people or white people. It's created for people, human beings. Wherever there's a problem, then there's a business. So when you talk about justice, if when you, that's why I created businesses. The justice system dealt with me as an individual. As an individual, I wasn't strong enough to go up against a system, especially at the age of 17 and 18, when I didn't have a system for myself. Most of our people today, our culture, your mind has to be set up like a system. The church is set up with a system. It's a business. Why don't you run your life like a business? So instead of dealing with yourself as one person to a business that can hold hundreds and thousands of people, why not just take $1,000, create a business, and put your business out there in the world for all people? You don't have to go do, see, we, we nosy people. We want to know, how did you get that? We want to know, you know, what, what, what did you do to drive a Bentley? Like, where do you work at? You, you wear custom suits. We want to go down to the source. People ask me all the time. The most two possible, the most popular questions you're going to ever be asked in life is, what's your name and what do you do? My point in saying that, you advertising, that's marketing. You're the way you are, human capital. So I think when it comes to business and, and the entrepreneur mindset, I think it starts with, it's an inside job. It starts with the way you think. And you might not make it to the TV where everyone sees it, where everybody can have an opinion. But if we go into the community, or you walk into some of the schools I walked into, them students will run to me. And I was only there eight sessions where a teacher might be there for a whole year and never connect with the student. Please give Intellectual Radio where they're going to get your book. Like, hey, what's going on, Intellectual Radio and listeners? My name is Adonis D. Johnson. You can find my book on Amazon. Um, you can also follow my tags on Instagram, Adonis, A-D-O-N. Please put the U there. Right. I-U-S Johnson. That's in, um, on IG. And you can go on Facebook and also find me. We're going to put your book on black products and black services. You can advertise your books and other products, courtesy of Earl Winfrey, our executive producer. All right. Thanks to Earl Winfrey, our executive producer. Wonder who's behind the scenes. You guys have a wonderful week. All right.